0: Closer Look is a public affairs presentation. Views and opinions of the guests don't always reflect the views of the ministry and some topics aren't suitable for children. Air One is committed to community. Closer Look continues with a look at local agencies, events and issues. Hi, I'm Joel Reagan. Tonight on Closer Look, we're joined by Taylor Smith. She's the Child Welfare Specialist with the Oklahoma Department of Human Services. And we're talking about tonight, foster care, adoption in Oklahoma. Taylor, thanks for joining us on the program tonight.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Glad to have you on the program. So before we start talking about the need, I know the need is great and maybe it's changed a little bit with COVID-19 and everything going on. Um, first, if folks don't know, they hear these terms, foster care, adoptive families, kinship homes. Uh, kind of give us some definitions of what, what that all means. Yes,
1: so we do. Um, so, our children, if they do have kinship and they have family or close friends that have known them before they came into custody, our children can go to what's called a kinship home. Um, however, if the children do not have, you know, close friends, family, somebody that can care for them that they already knew before entering custody, they will then enter what is called a traditional foster home. Um, So those are the homes that we're looking for, for our children that don't have family, friends, close relatives. And then we also have our adoptive only families. So our children who are available for adoption only are generally teenagers, 12 and up, sibling groups, medically fragile children. So that's kind of the difference in the kinship, traditional homes and adoptive homes.
0: So those are the differences that folks don't know, and so these children are removed from their uh, uh, from custody a lot of time because of neglect, sometimes abuse, that type of things, and that's kind of how they end up in the system. Correct?
1: Absolutely, yes. Um, some of them have been physically abused, neglected. There's all different types, you know, domestic violence, maybe drug abuse in their home, there's all different reasons why these children have been removed from their
0: home. What's the number look like uh, for children in care right now, and how is it trending?
1: So right now in Oklahoma, there is 7,600 children in Oklahoma DHS custody. And I started at DHS about three years ago, and it has went down just a tiny bit, but it has stayed roughly around 7,000 since I started three years
0: ago. So maybe a little bit of a dip, but almost kind of flat as uh, as we continue. Yes. What's the need for foster homes look like? So that's obviously the first stop for a lot of kids is foster care. Uh, what's that need look like right now?
1: So there is a huge need for um, foster homes in Oklahoma. Right now in Oklahoma, there is 85 children in shelters just in Oklahoma. And um, there's also a great need for foster parents who can keep like siblings together, and we just have a very, very big need. And, you know, who better to call on than the church to meet these needs of these children?
0: How important is that need? Obviously, a lot of foster, some foster families end up adopting children, but a lot of times they're just kind of filling a role, uh, you know, supporting these children. How important is that role in this whole process?
1: It is such a big role. These foster parents, you know, they're not only making a difference in our children's lives, they're also making a difference in the children's parents' lives. It is Amazing to watch these parents progress as these children are in foster care. And um, we like to say that our foster parents are also a mentor, not only for our children, but the parents as well. And um, now our Foster parents actually get to meet our biological parents, so they're getting to put a face to these children's parents, and it has been amazing to watch just these parents and the biological parents work together for these children.
0: And of course, for a lot of these uh, these situations, these cases, the the goal is reunification, bringing these children back with their biological parents and talk about kind of, you've mentioned it, how they kind of get to know the biological parents, work with them, and that role is very important.
1: Yes, absolutely. It is so important. You know, our foster parents are just there for our biological parents. They're a support for them. They're an additional support. I have seen so many success stories just you know, at first, the foster parents weren't overly excited that their, parents, their children were going to another home, you know, but as the case continued, our foster parents and our biological parents are friends. So in the end, they're friends and they're getting to still connect with our foster children even after they have gone home. So it is just amazing to watch these connections being made between biological parents and foster
0: parents. Talking about foster care tonight, adoptive families and kinship uh, with uh, Taylor Smith, a child welfare specialist with the Oklahoma Department of Human Services. This is Closer Look on Air One. I'm Joel Reagan. When it comes to foster care, there's a term therapeutic foster homes. Uh, What does that mean?
1: So therapeutic foster home is for our children who are 4 to 17 years old. These homes are for our children who just need a little more enhanced patience, structure, and understanding of each child's needs. So they may have some behavioral needs that just need a little more structure in their home.
0: Maybe something going on with their uh, formative years and things aren't quite wired the same in their brain, that type of thing, and they need some, some uh, some different care.
1: Absolutely, yes.
0: So how important is the need for therapeutic foster homes? Do you have a lot of kids that are kind of in this boat?
1: Yes, we have a lot of children that are in this boat. You know, every child that has been removed has been through such a traumatic time in their lives. So I think all children could benefit from that enhanced patient and structure, patients and structure. So there is such a great need for therapeutic foster homes in Oklahoma.
0: What's the training look like that? Is there there something that if someone wants to to, to become a therapeutic foster home, is there a lot of training involved to kind of help show them how to work with these children?
1: Yes, absolutely. We actually partner with another agency to open our therapeutic foster homes. They will get additional training. Um, there is some additional requirements that they will have to meet, but definitely we will partner with that agency to get them open as a therapeutic foster home.
0: They're in the foster system. First, the goal is reunification. If that's not possible, then we move to adoptive homes. And of course, you mentioned kinship. Sometimes they know some, it's a family member, someone they know in their life. That's another way that uh, it can go to adoption. Talk about the need for uh, adoptive homes as well.
1: We have a great need for adoptive homes. So like you said, once a child's parent parental rights are terminated, um, At that point, then our foster parents can't adopt the children in their home if kinship has not been located. Um, With that being said, we also have children whose whose parents' rights have already been terminated. We actually have 510 children right here in Oklahoma right now that are looking for their forever homes. The majority of these children are teenagers, 12 and up, um, large sibling groups, and some medically fragile
0: children. Kind of leads me to my next question. Obviously, if someone is listening to this and they want to help in some way, um, kind of what are their qualifications? What do you have to have? And what kind of what does the training look like if they want to either be a foster parent, adoptive or a kinship?
1: So for requirements, you have to be 21 years and you can be married or single you would have to be financially stable we ask for a financial assessment just to ensure that the children will be taken care of we do offer a monthly subsidy just to kind of offset what you're spending on the children so we want to make sure if that subsidy goes up or down that you're going to be okay and our children are going to be taken care of and you're financially stable And from there, what we would do is we would do the application background check. And then once we get that back, we would run those background checks and then we would do a house assessment. Things that we are going to be looking for at the house assessment are things that they probably already have in their home. Smoke detectors in the home, a fire extinguisher in the kitchen, um, and we would go over that with them in very detailed, in a very detailed form. And then from there, we would refer them out for a home study. During that home study, they will come out and talk to them about everything from birth to now. So they're going to write a very long summary about their family. And then we also have a 27-hour training that they will do during the process. And that is actually in person. They would go three Saturdays in a row or we have a Thursday, Friday, Saturday option.
0: So lots of options for folks if they want to 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 go through that training, go through the the steps and such, and it's not something as well where somebody has to have already have children that type of thing. I can just speak for experience, and as full disclosure, I've adopted a child from from DHS. We didn't have any children before we adopted, so we didn't we hadn't been parents before. So you don't have to have a lot of information about the foster care system that type of thing to start this process.
1: Absolutely, you do not have to have a lot of information.
0: So you you guys kind of walk people through those steps and such?
1: Yes, they will have a recruiter in their area that will be very good about walking them through the process and walking with them. We are calling them weekly just to see how they're doing and just following up with them, seeing if they need any help with their process.
0: We mentioned, obviously, the training being in person. Obviously, COVID-19 has changed a lot of things for a lot of uh, folks. Has that kind of changed the training or has it kind of added to the, the, the demand, that type of thing? So
1: we also have an online training. We do like for our foster parents to try to get into that online or the live training first. Um, we like for them to go live so they can actually meet other foster parents who are going through the same thing so they can share their experiences. But we do also have an online training as well.
0: So different options for different folks and the live stuff, is that in all kinds of different locations across the state as well?
1: Yes, it is. We have some in Lawton, Oklahoma City, Norman, close to Tulsa. We have them all over the state of Oklahoma.
0: At all different kinds of times, that type of thing. So maybe if you didn't catch this one training, you can catch another training here here and there, that that type of thing.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Talking about foster care tonight, adoptive families and kinship uh, with uh, Taylor Smith, a child welfare specialist with the Oklahoma Department of Human Services. This is Closer Look. On Air One, I'm Joel Reagan. I think you mentioned earlier about siblings, and obviously, once children become teens and once there's sibling groups, sometimes it can be harder to place them. Talk about the the needs there.
1: We have such a need for families that will take in our siblings. You know, if our siblings are not only losing their community, their schools, the shelter, and they're moved out of their communities. sometimes, they're also losing that sibling connection. So it's just really important that we keep our siblings together. So I was at an event at the Myriad Gardens. It was actually about a year and a half ago. And I met a little girl and she came up to me and she asked what I was doing. And I told her, I help children to find safe homes. This little girl looked at me, and she told me, me and my siblings needed a safe home, and we were all split up in different homes before, and we recently got adopted together. And I just couldn't help but to praise God. Thank you, Lord, for bringing these children back together in this for this home. Thank you, Lord, for the home that brought these children back together. And now they can remain connected and have that sibling connection in their home."
0: Well, you mentioned as well, when these uh, children are kind of losing a lot of their their life, having their siblings with them can kind of uh, be a big support to them as they go through this new journey.
1: Yes, absolutely. Having that sibling connection is just so important for these children.
0: So obviously some folks, if you're thinking about maybe you want to take a sibling group, do you have a, is there a a large proportion of uh, kids in foster care or do they belong to a sibling group?
1: Yes, absolutely. We have a large number of children that are sibling groups in Oklahoma.
0: It's obviously a a big need. So if folks want to help out in some way, they want to uh, find out more about foster care, baby stray adoption. Do you have, you have both, right? You have folks who just want to foster, be that bridge. uh, They call them bridge families, as as I recall. And then as well, you have folks who just want to do adoption as well.
1: Yes, we do both. Um, we have our traditional foster care, and then we also have our adoption-only families who are willing to take our older children that are 12 and up, our very large sibling groups of three or more, and our medically fragile children.
0: So there's roles for for different folks, depending on what they want uh, to do. We were a uh, Ourselves, we were adoptive only families, but obviously I can say you mentioned earlier about the role of foster families with the biological parents, but I can say the role of our daughter's um, foster parents has been has been huge. They're still in contact. She's still in contact with her former foster families, and they were a big help to our daughter, uh, kind of uh, her growth and, and and kind of that bridge um, um, through her life. So there's uh, definitely definite benefits to uh, her being in their foster family. So if they want to find out more, is there kind of a good first place for them to go?
1: Yes. Yeah, so if they want to find out more, I have a number that they can call. And that is Again, that's 1-800-376-9729. Or they can also visit their local DHS office.
0: So they can find out more at their local DHS office. And then, of course, what's the phone number one more time?
1: It is 1-800-376-9729.
0: Is there a good place on the web they can go? Kind of a good one-stop shop if they want to find out more or contact somebody?
1: They can visit okayfosters.org
0: okayfosters.org kind of has a lot more about what we've been talking about and uh, you know all the information right there on the website and of course the places to contact folks I know you guys are working uh, remotely and then um, as well you are um, uh, things are a little different because of COVID-19 but they can kind of still get in touch with folks that way yes absolutely do you expect, with everything going on, to, to have an influx of a lot of children going into care, or is that kind of hard to say?
1: Um, I do kind of suspect that when children are returning to school, I do suspect that the numbers may get go up a little bit, um, because a lot of times our teachers are the ones that are reporting and um, telling us about the abuse and neglect that are is occurring.
0: And I know we can't, uh, we have to be careful about giving that information because it's confidentiality and such. But do you have any stories you can tell us about the impact that a foster family has made on a child's life or an adoptive family, that type of thing?
1: Yes. So we have several different foster families here just in my area that I have seen them um, just love on children and love on their parents. Um, and, you know, one in particular that I am thinking of, they opened to take teenagers, and wouldn't you know it, God placed a baby in their home. And the this family has just loved on Not only the baby, but they've loved on mom, too. And they're to the point where they're very close with mom. And mom has entrusted them to care for her baby. So they are very close to the point of adoption. And so they're going to have this baby in their home. And then they also are connected with mom as well. So I have watched them just grow. And I have loved, loved watching their story.
0: A lot more stories like that around Oklahoma. And, of course, you get to see it on a a regular basis. And, of course, folks can be a part of that in some way. OKFosters.org, or what's that phone number again?
1: It is 1-800-376-9729. One more time. 1-800-376-9729.
0: None. If you want to find out more about foster care, uh, be an adoptive family or kinship, or just find out what this is all about. Therapeutic foster homes also something they're looking for as well. And as well, folks to take sibling groups as well, either for foster care or uh, adoption. As we wrap up anything that we haven't touched on that you want to mention?
1: Yes. I just want to mention how grateful we are for all the foster parents that we do have here in Oklahoma. They are Foster and adoptive parents, they are making a huge difference in our children's lives. they We just cannot tell them enough how thankful we are for them and thank you for all that you are doing for our children. And I just pray that um, people in Oklahoma are feeling called to lay down their lives for these children as Jesus has done for us.
0: Once again, you can find out more. Okay, foster's org the website. Taylor Smith, Child Welfare Specialist with the Oklahoma Department of H- Human Services. Uh, really appreciate your time tonight telling us more about the foster care system and uh, adoptive uh, parent opportunities and how folks can help. I appreciate your time tonight.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having us. I really appreciate it.
0: Glad to do it. You can find out more about Closer Look on Air One, or you can send us feedback. Our email address is closerlook closer at air1.com. That's closerlook at number onecom For closer look, I'm Joel Rankin. This has been Air One Closer Look. Find us online at air1.com.